0: had a great day serving the Lord and I hope that you have not wasted your day just doing busy American work the dog-eat-dog trying to get as much money as you can or die trying in the words of 50 cents I hope that you have made this day count for the Lord because as the wise preacher Solomon the wisest man who ever lived outside of Jesus Christ said all is vanity you can rush yourself to the grave and everything you were rushing to do you will see at that point it was all vanity if you did not do it for the Lord so don't waste your life running here and there having empty goals that lead nowhere but to possibly more money in the bank that you will leave behind when you die. He leadeth me, O blessed thought, the old hymns of the faith, O words with heavenly comfort fraught, whatever I do, whatever I do, wherever I be, still tis God's hand that leadeth me. Daniqua, if you can hear me, let me know. Give me a thumbs up. Danielle, if you can hear me, give me a thumbs up. Danita, Evangeline White, if you can hear me, give me a thumbs up. Danny White, if you can hear me, give me a thumbs up. Daniel Ezekiel, the chief engineer, if you can hear me real good, give me a a good thumbs up. He leadeth me, he leadeth me, by his own hand he leadeth me his faithful follower I would be, for by his hand he leadeth me. Sometimes mid scenes of deepest gloom, sometimes where Eden's flowers bloom by waters calm or troubled sea, still tis God's hand that leadeth me. Lord, I would clasp thy hand in mine, nor ever murmur nor repine, content whatever lot I see, since tis my God that leadeth me. And when my task on earth is done, when by thy grace the victory is won, even death's cold wave I will not flee, since God through Jordan leadeth me he leadeth me ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus family friends and foes and yes even foes in the family and to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial, family and evangelistic service. And Dr. Billy Graham, I thought about you today so this one is for you we thank God for your life we thank God for allowing you to do what you did and uh, we thank Jesus Christ for calling you into the ministry and uh, just remembered your home going and how you invited me uh, your family invited me, and it was one of the high lights of my life and one of the most delightful homegoings I have ever been in. I don't think maybe the children cried at home, but nobody cried at your homegoing. And so I know that you told them to invite me before you died. And uh, I give God all of the glory, the praise, and the honor. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense. Uh, podcast episode number nine hundred and ninety-seven Daniel Ezekiel we are three away from the big 1000 uh, where I simply read the Word of God the Holy Bible and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible knowledge commentary, the BKC, and or the Matthew-Henry commentary, or some other reputable commentary, or study Bible. Pardon me. And... We have come a mighty long way, I think, since Jeremiah. Daniel Ezekiel. let me know whether or not we started in Jeremiah or Isaiah. I don't think we did Isaiah yet. Maybe we might want to, after we finish the last book of the Old Testament, go visit Isaiah for a while. And study it. This podcast, my beloved, is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. So the aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the word of God Almighty, And the giving of the sense of it, the understanding of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God to come and saved from the eternal burning hell by believing in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, shall we pray. Holy Father God in heaven Tonight as we stand between the living and the dead What a very humbling position to be in and Holy Father God Hallowed be your name thy kingdom come Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven (coughs) and Holy Father God I praise You and I thank You for Your goodness, Your love, Your grace, and Your mercy. I praise You and I thank You for Your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, Your Holy Spirit and Your Holy Word. And, Lord, I hardly ever ask you to reveal things to me. Uh, But when I pray, you reveal things to me. And uh, so, Lord, maybe I should ask you. I don't know. Uh, But I thank you for revealing things to me. Uh, I praise you and I thank you for your protection your provisions and your blessings and Holy Father God I pray in the Holy Name of the Lord Jesus Christ I praise you and I thank you tonight for your love your grace and your mercy I pray that you would move upon the hearts of your people to pray to you while I'm praying and not listen to me. And I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word, and for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have indeed bestowed upon us. I praise you and I thank you for what you have accomplished Lord through us who are serving you in the world I thank you for what you have done how you have led us how you have revealed things to us how you have protected us and provided for us and I do praise you and thank you for salvation and spiritual family and life financial and material protection and provision mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years I praise you and I thank you for uh, the millions and the many and the manifold blessings you have bestowed upon us and Holy Father God I pray for those of us who are saved by your grace through your love and your mercy through your Holy Son the Lord Jesus Christ as we individually confess our sins our failures and our faults unto you before your throne of grace and for Jesus Christ's sake please forgive us of our sins our failures and our faults Lord, you know all about them, every last one of them, there's no need in us trying to hide it. For that is foolishness. Wash and cleanse our souls, our hearts and minds and spirits in the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we have any negative feelings or thoughts or feelings of guilt, Lord, have it to be so that it's not because we have sin in our lives that has not been confessed and repented of. Have it to be so Lord that it is not where we have grieved your Holy Spirit quenched your Holy Spirit through evil words thoughts and deeds and attitudes Holy Father God I pray Lord tonight that you deliver each and every one of us under the sound of my voice Uh, who are saved and born again from temptation evil and sin grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right to live right to think right to do right to act right and to do that which is pleasing in your sight for Lord I know those who are truly born again that's their hearts desire that's their desire on the inside because you put it there those who are under the sound of my voice who want to persist in their sin and continue in their uh, transgressions and evil ways. Lord, I pray that your Holy Ghost would not give them rest until they come to know your Savior. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory for those of us who are saved. Help us, Lord, to continue on serving you, to humble ourselves, to pray, to seek your face, and to turn from our wicked, evil, and ungodly ways. And Holy Father God, get back to you, our first love. I can still remember the days of my first love very clearly. It seemed like the sun shined brighter and like I was walking on air some 43 years ago. And uh, I was not ashamed to carry your big old Bible in my arms everywhere I went, even in the military. And the brethren and I were not ashamed to preach to everything that moved on the Kiesler Air Force Base. Bold and not ashamed. Stepping high for you in those early days in our first love days. And Lord, I'll never forget it and I thank you for it. Help us all to get back to that. As your servant Andre Crouch wrote about, take me back to the place I first believed. And Holy Father God, we pray that you'll do that for all of us tonight. And we pray for the salvation of the lost. And Holy Father God, again, I pray for the salvation of my own wife, Marika White, and uh, sad to say she is still disobedient and proud and stubborn and rebelliousness. She does not understand that the mark of a unsaved person is disobedience. For you said Lord Jesus Christ, if you love me, keep my commandments. And Lord, not only that, you teach your saved ones, your born-again ones, to fear you in a wonderful, healthy way that I cannot even begin to explain, that they will not cross the line because they not only love you, but they fear you. They respect you. And they know that you can, in a loving way, hurt them, chastise them, which is not uh, what is preached today in the churches sad to say and so many young Christians have lost their way being the blind following the blind and so Holy Father God I pray that your Holy Spirit will not give Marika White rest and other people in my family rest my mother-in-law my mother um my wife's aunts and my sisters and uh, lord i pray for all of my children and grandchildren to examine themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith and uh, lord help them to not to find not to follow devilish church members around them in their church if they're continuing to go to that church devilish family members And Lord, uh, not listen to them and not be uh, tainted with evil communications. Protect their hearts and their minds from devilish people. And help them not to be devilish themselves. And help them to put their hearts and minds on you and stayed on you. Keep them uh, in your perfect peace and protection and Holy Father God we save we pray for the salvation rather of those who are lost revive those who are saved heal those who are sick comfort those who are grieving and I pray for all of the people and their families under the sound of my voice and Lord if they have somebody on their heart that they believe is religious but lost it may be a mother maybe auntie it may be an aunt or an aunt, we call aunt so many things. It may be an uncle, church going, faithful to the church but not faithful to you, lost and on their way to a devil's hell. It may be a cousin that they're concerned about. There will oftentimes be a check in a person's spirit around a family member who is religious but lost. Lord, help them to go ahead and call them right now as I'm getting ready to preach the gospel. Lord, touch the hearts of all of the people. We're averaging anywhere from 1,500, 1,500 to 2,500 a night all around the globe on all pr- platforms. And Lord, I pray that you touch the hearts of the people. To touch the hearts of others by giving them a text, a phone call, and say, I want you to listen to this man for about five or ten minutes as he preaches the gospel in a very plain and understandable way. And Holy Father God, I thank you for the priv- privilege and the power and the peace and the purpose of prayer. I thank you Lord that you have said in your word and you have said ask and ye shall receive, seeking ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. Lord I humbly ask for thousands to hear the gospel and to get saved. And Lord I pray and I thank you for your holy word that tells us in Luke chapter 18 men ought always to pray and not to faint I pray, Lord, and I thank you for your holy word that tells us to continue instant in prayer and to watch in the same, to watch and pray that we enter not into temptation for the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak, to pray always in Ephesians chapter 6, to pray without ceasing in prayer. uh, the book of uh, Thessalonians. Holy Father God help us to do all of that for your kingdom for your name's sake, for your glory your praise and honor and in the name of Jesus Christ help us to walk by faith and not by sight. Lord give me the energy the strength the unction and the anointing the freedom and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your holy gospel, save those who are lost, revive those who are saved. And Lord, I do pray also that, Lord, you will comfort those who are grieving and mourning around the globe and in this country, in our communities, in our churches, and in our families and heal those who are sick if they're willing to come to know your Savior and confess their sins and repent. And Holy Father God, we pray tonight for those of us who are saved and born again, continue to protect us from our persecutors even in our own family. My wife, Marika White, has always been my greatest persecutor and Judas, an enemy and now i have other enemies in the family people who have not bothered me for years all of a sudden uh... because of the impact that you've caused me to have in the world in preaching your holy gospel every day and preaching against the sins of the so-called church members all of the all of a sudden they're coming out of the woodwork some are even getting paid to persecute their own flesh and blood so thank you for protecting me for all of these years and I pray that you will continue to protect me from my enemies on the inside even in my own family and on the outside and place upon me uh, your the whole arm of God surround me with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire cover and cleanse me through the precious blood of Christ And Lord, I thank you for counting me worthy to receive just a little bit of the persecution that your saints have received down through the years. And thank you for warning me that my greatest enemies will be they of my own household. For a prophet is not without honor save in his own household and among his own kinfolk. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you lift also all of my burdens, all of our burdens who are saved in my family and in the lives of these people who have gathered on and have joined us. Fill us with your peace that passeth of all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart we cast all of our cares and burdens upon you for Lord we know that you care for us I pray Lord tonight that you would deliver each and every one of us who are saved and born again and striving to serve you and deliver us Lord from all of our distresses and afflictions attacks of Satan Uh, and uh, tribulations, and troubles, and trials, and temptations, and tests, and tensions. And Lord God in heaven, deliver those of us who are saved. Lord, in my family and outside of my family who are saved and born again all around the globe and in this audience tonight. Deliver us from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family and financial Legal student loan debt student progress problems and troubles and difficulties that we're facing And Lord God in heaven. Thank you for allowing things to be as well as they are For they could be worse and They should be worse Lord as evil as we have been to you with mind-bending wickedness and abominations Lord I, I have not seen anything like it throughout history in my studies in my reading of your holy word I have never seen a group of religious people so-called Christian people turn against you God and turn against your Holy Son Jesus Christ I've never seen this before I know the Israelites did some terrible things and bad things and similar things but lord i think we have exceeded them god have mercy god have mercy upon each and every one of us Uh, continue to have mercy Uh, but lord if we don't repent help us to receive and accept the consequences and lord god in heaven we pray in the name of the lord jesus christ that you bless and protect until You uh, come back to get us, those few of us who will be going back with you, until we die. Protect us, Lord, from the horrific things that are coming upon the earth that are on the earth right now. Protect my family and all other Christian families, Lord, who uh, name the name of Christ. Protect us from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil and from the demons and devils of hell and protect us from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will place upon us all the whole arm of God Surround us with a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Christ. And make us whiter than snow on the inside. And Holy Father God, have all that we do to be done for your glory, praise, and honor. Please lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, through us. For we can do nothing without you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Today, beloved, before I get into the reading of the Holy Scriptures, I share with you in the intro how that it is my prayer. that you will be saved from the wrath of God to come. You may be saying right now, aren't we in the tribulation right now? No, no sir, no ma'am. This is not even close to how the tribulation is going to be. But it's going to be a very bad time on this earth. And I want you to get saved from that by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Pardon me. For we believe that if you get saved... get bit and get taken up in the rapture of the church you will avoid the terrible things that will happen on earth in the tribulation period also if you get saved you will be saved from hell the eternal burning hell So it's great value in believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and trusting in Him. And I hope you understand that believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and trusting in Him, and I know you already know this, is in your instincts. Contrary to what the devil thinks we're not stupid beings All people know that once they believe in Jesus Christ the Son of God They know instinctively that they need to repent of their sins and turn away from their sins Some of the most ignorant people in the world know that instinctively There was a time When an old neighborhood Drunk or drug addict would walk by the church. If they saw you on the uh, steps, the stairs, they would they would put their beer down and bootleg it and say good evening or good afternoon. Uh, And if they got on the church ground, they would say I'm sorry. They could be half drunk, and then they knew they were wrong Pardon me Well, they may stumble by and If you were a preacher They'll, they'll say something, you know, out of the way. They'll cuss. Oh, excuse me, Reverend. Excuse me, Reverend. Instinctively, they knew that when you approach the church or you approach a man of God, the, the pastor, that you, you, they knew that they uh, needed, needed to get it together. They don't, they don't do that anymore. Because many preachers are not worth respecting. And sad to say, many church buildings are not worth respecting because they have dishonored Christ. But but you have said yourself that you're not perfect. Therefore, you know instinctively that you're not holy from your own conscience. Your conscience convicts you. To accept the fact of what God said for everybody universally, and God said He didn't need, rather He didn't need Gallup pole. He didn't need the pew pole. He didn't need a lifeway pole. to get the information God said we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and see that all to just humble you down right there because you know only God can say that nobody else knows that really other than what God has revealed to us to know because there are billions of people on this on this earth right now Surely, in your mind, there's somebody who's never sinned, some sweet little old lady, or some sweet young lady, or some teenage boy, or teenage girl. No, God said all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That includes you. And you instinctively know that. You also instinctively know that once you believe in Christ, you need to repent. You need to turn around. But God does not want you to try to do that yourself because you can't do it. We're so depraved and so wicked and so evil and dead in trespasses and sins. We can't even get up to try to change. You need to believe in Jesus Christ first. Jesus Christ who was resurrected from the dead can resurrect you. He's the only one who can do it. Nobody else can do it. Please understand that the wages the Bible says the wages of sin is death that means that you your payment for sin is death that's why we have a funeral home every we have funeral homes everywhere the other day my wife and I were driving down a country beautiful country road and then we hit a patch of cemeteries on this country road. One was on, uh, may, it may have been the same cemetery, I don't know, and it split up. One was on one side of the highway, another one was on the other side of the highway for at least a mile or two. At least a mile, let me put it that way. Tombstones, as far as I could see. Funeral homes, cemeteries, monument places. I know of a monument place on a major fairway. I used to pass it all of the time. And being a preacher, you know, I'm I'm always thinking. I mean, I'm not trying to think. God, God gives me things to think about. And I oftentimes thought about those little tombstones that the man would in that little shed would build. All of us are going to get a headstone or a tombstone. Some of us may just get a placard. But the most important thing on that tombstone or that placard is the dash as someone has said because that little dash between your birth date and your death date represents your life and if you don't get saved during that dash time if you don't meet Jesus Christ and believe in him as your Savior we will know that on your death date you went straight to hell. I know that's unpopular to say that today. It's been unpopular for a long time. That's why preachers don't preach on it, and that's why 70 to 80 percent of them have quit. You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. All of you preachers who have quit and who want to quit, you were never called in the first place. And you never preached on hell, so that the people would have a chance of getting saved from hell. I'm glad you're gone. I'm glad you're gone. Don't come back, because you were never called in the first place. Because called preachers are not going to quit, and they're going to preach the truth to people. They're not going to sugarcoat it. And so death awaits you if you're not saved, uh, I mean, if you are still living, death awaits you. And uh, for the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And God wants you to understand that if he would allow you to die, from this beautiful ball hanging on nothing hanging on nothing hanging on nothing but his grace and his word if he will allow you to be born on this ball and then to die off of this ball if you do not pause while you're on this ball and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who died for your sins was buried and rose on the third day you will Go to hell. He will allow you to go to hell. To pay for your sins. For somebody has to pay your sin debt. Either you're going to pay it. Or. You're going to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who already paid it. and hell is a very real place Jesus Christ preached more on hell than all of the Apostles more on hell he preached more on hell than all of the prophets in the Old Testament and in the New Testament he preached more on hell than he did about heaven and so my friends hell is a very real place Because Jesus Christ said so, because God said so. And if you want to get saved from that awful place that Jesus said, the fire shall never be quenched. He said it over and over again, the fire shall never be quenched, the fire shall never be quenched in hell. You will be tormented in the flames of hell. The rich man, Mr. Davies, went to hell. He fared sumptuously all of his life. Had thousands of dollars in the bank. Was a millionaire. Lived in the big fine house on Porkchop Hill. Wore the best materials on his body. Wore the best shoes, had the best food. He fared sumptuously, prosperously, every day. And did not want to even give Lazarus the crumbs. Lazarus was a believer. When he died he went to the paradise side. The rich man when he died he went to hell. The Bible says he lifted up his eyes in the torments. Of these flames. You know as evil as we are we're going to pay for our sins. A man was executed. I had forgotten all about this crime. I I remembered it after I found out they executed him in the state of Texas. For some reason he killed a, a real estate agent while she was trying to show somebody a house. This was years ago, and I I remember it now. Now, They executed him without any questions, matter-of-factly, just like that. And he calmly took his final punishment by saying, I hope that my death will bring peace to that family. Well, one day, it's a strange thing about punishment. We know we deserve it. We know that we're going to pay it. And somehow, most people resign to accept it. And that's what you're going to have to do when it's time to go to hell. It's a strange thing. Justice and the law, how it brings people around to accepting the punishment. And I hope that you will never have to accept that punishment which is due you and me by calling on a lawyer who has never, never, never lost a case. His name is Jesus Christ. Believe in him tonight. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. John the Baptist said, who has taken away the sin of the world, he died for your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God. It's the greatest story ever told, the most important story ever told for Jesus Christ. Said these most important words, in the history of the world to all of mankind. He said, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And all you have to do, my dear friend, red, yellow, black, and white, for you're all precious in God's sight, no matter what you have done or who you did it with, simply believe. You might be at a club right now, you might be going to the club, you might be with some friends and you're getting ready to sin. Why don't you pause and go into the bathroom with your phone and listen to this message and pray the sinner's prayer with me and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world. He paid your sin debt for you. He paid your price. And yes, once you believe in him, he expects you to love him back. Because he first loved you. And obey him. And help him and join him in trying to get other people saved. From the wrath of God and saved from the eternal Burning hell. If you're ready to do that, my friend, tonight, bow your head in prayer. The Bible says, "For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved." Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shall be saved. And God and Jesus are talking about yes, saved from the power of your sins and the pain and punishment of your sins. All of that goes together. All. Uh, as one sin brings torment sin brings hell and punishment so God is saving you from your sins that causes the hell and the punishment or the punishment and the hell in the first place it is sin that causes you to go to hell it is sin that causes you to die it is sin that makes your life hellacious So, dear friend, this is not uh, talking about getting saved from poverty. You may still be poor, but you'll be saved and you'll be rich because you have Jesus Christ living on the inside of you. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Shall we pray? Repeat after me. Phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Believing in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. Right where you are. You don't. I know you want to be in a church and all of that. I, I love beautiful churches. But you don't have to be in a beautiful church to get saved. I was raised in multiple churches all of my life. And lost and on my way to hell. Got baptized in one of them. Maybe two of them. Went down a dry center. Came up a wet center. Still lost and on my way to hell and knew it. See, uh, people who are lost and on their way to hell, they're trying to find out where the party is, and that's how I was up until I got saved December the 19th, 1979, when I was 19 years old. I was not hearing and I was not thinking about what my mother was talking about, my daddy was talking about, or church folks. I despised them with a passion, I hated church with a passion. My dad was a preacher mother was a preacher and I hated the church with a passion. I I, I was trying to get out of it as fast as I could. Why? Because I was lost. Demon possessed. But after a while, by and by, I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. By the grace of God. And he changed my life. And I got saved in an Air Force dorm room you can get saved right where you are you might be visiting a friend you might be with some family members you don't like you might be taking the dog for a walk pause and get saved It's not hard God didn't make it hard so repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart get saved on this Friday night and you will never be the same and it will be the greatest thing you ever did. Let's pray. Holy Father God I realize that and I understand and I admit that I am a sinner that I have broken your Ten Commandments for I have told lies I've stolen things before I have lusted in my heart after people and things. I have coveted after people and things. I have uh, dishonored and disobeyed my parents. I have dishonored you and disobeyed you by taking your holy name in vain. even cursing with your name. For Jesus Christ's sake, Holy Father God, have mercy and grace upon me, and please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who I believe suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change, help me to repent of all of my sins, and help me to turn from my evil life, and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your holy name I do pray, Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart tonight in the Lord Jesus Christ, wherever you are in the world, and you prayed that prayer with me in sincerity, dear friend, may I say to you congratulations for doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and calling on his name to save your soul if uh and so in order to help you to grow in the faith please go to gospellightsociety.com and uh read my free book titled what to do after you enter through the door it is a free download some of you pastors all around the world i know you have uh told your members to download it. We have another book right beside it, How to Be Saved from Hell, Straight from the Bible. Uh, preachers, you have my permission to uh preach it. Preach that book through. Make sure your people are saved. And then preach this book through as a discipleship book. What to do after you enter through the door. I don't mind it at all also email us and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you if you're with your pastor tonight let him know you got saved or you may listen to this at a different time or watch this at a different time you might be in an underground church you might be in an internet cafe wherever you might be let us know that you got saved or have your pastor to let us know. And uh, for pastors all over the world and preachers all over the world have lined up people. And had uh, churches full of people and rooms full of people to listen to these messages. And so uh, let us know that you got saved and we have more material that we uh, Can send you to help you to grow in the faith Also, if you have a prayer request, please send that in as well If you're going through a difficult time uh, Send in your prayer request and we will pray for you uh, Until you tell us to stop Now with that my beloved we will resume our Standing between the living and the dead uh, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service. I believe this one is to 823. 823. Now for those of you who just prayed that prayer with me and you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and you got saved by him, this will be your first official Bible study. So pay close attention. Today we're reading Malachi chapter 4 verse 4 Remember ye the law of Moses Pardon me My servant Which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Now, beloved, that was Malachi chapter 4, verse 4. Now, here is the sense of it, if you will. Here is the understanding of it with the help of the Holy Ghost and the BKC of Dallas Theological Seminary. In light of all that has been said about the Mosaic Covenant and Malachi's concern for the people's covenant faithfulness and obedience, this concluding exhortation was appropriately direct and to the point. The verb remember is used 14 times in Deuteronomy as an exhortation to Israel Concerning this covenant law This command can refer to a mental acts of remembering or paying attention to something which by the way in God's economy is very important because first of all as you know God does not try to prove himself he, he he never does that enough is done naturally if you will by God for you to know that God exists number two if you notice something else about God is that he does not for the most part do things more than once that's gonna be pretty much it he's not he doesn't write another Bible there's one death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ There's one red sea crossing Uh, he doesn't there's one Sodom and Gomorrah so far I Believe that we're under the threat of it right now ourselves, but because you why because we don't remember well God is big on remembrance Jesus said remember me because I'm not gonna do this again I mean I'm adding that part, but you know what I'm saying is one time 2,000 years ago. That's it I'm not doing this every year and I don't want my, I don't want my Filipino friends out there doing it either, like they do every every uh, Easter. Jesus does not want anybody taking the spike to their hands and to their feet. You don't need to do that because I've already done it. I appreciate your wanting to remember me and commemorate Easter and Resurrection, but you don't need to go through that. Because if, if I'm if I'm going to do it just one time, that's it. I don't need anybody else to do that. Noah in the ark one time. Even though some of our friends in Kentucky may feel like they, they they're Noah now themselves, and but not quite like Noah. No sir, Noah didn't see water up I in mean ground for a long time. We may have floods, but it settles down after a while. God is big on us remembering what he said and what he has done. And he expects everybody of all time to obey him, his statutes, his laws, and his judgments. And we are in a mess right now because we have not done that. My sweet, evangelical, charismatic, Baptist, Bible, Christian friends. And I love y'all. I ain't mad at nobody. uh, If I'm I'm mad at anybody, probably pastors. So, only. I'm not mad at you members. But here's what I want to tell you members. If you know your pastor is a homosexual or a friend to homosexuals, and is an inclusive so-called pastor who allows homosexuals into your church. Uh, I lovingly say and this is the first time I've ever said anything like this in my life and I uh, and I say it very humbly you need to get rid of that preacher or you will not have a church. You need to fire him, vote him out, whatever you do in your church withdraw the money salary and everything he must go he is a charlatan he is a hireling he does not love god and he does not love jesus christ because he knows is wrong you know is wrong and just look around at how much destruction this country is a wasteland spiritually speaking right now because of pastors and people, leaders, so-called, in the church have uh, allowed this to happen in our families, in our churches, now in our schools. There's no telling what's going to happen regarding the school system this year. Just this past day, they had it doesn't matter why it was shut down. They had four schools shut down in Arlington Texas let me tell you something and I've told some of you already I've told you this for years now and months now take your children out of those look at me real good and and look in my eyes and see if I'm playing with you take your children out of those hellhole schools I'm gonna tell you to your face and I'm not gonna tell you something I haven't done myself now I raised my children at home they never went to the public school system and I thank God for it they graduated from college at home now I know they may not feel like they're cool among some of the people and all of that that's just the, the, the nature of the beast of being a child of a prophet so be it and 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 what I say is I did my job now if you want to go and paint the town red and act like a hellion that's on you and you'll answer to God for it because you know better so I'm telling you what I did myself take your children out of those hellhole schools Not only for their good, as I said in an article today, not only for their good, you hear me? But for your good, your own peace of mind before you have a heart attack. From what I understand, it was not a serious matter today. But serious enough to shut down schools, that's a, that's a serious matter to me because, see, I don't want my mind discombobulated about my little children out there and you shutting down schools and, and locking them up and locking them in and I can't get to them. Uh, that's a problem, especially in Texas because everybody in Texas has a gun. They're going to bring the gun now from now on. At, listen to me after you've all day. No sir, no ma'am. Mommy and daddy is coming. Mommy and daddy is coming, and if you get in the way, they're going to shoot you. They're going in and get their babies. Now, they shouldn't have the babies in the school in the first place. I told you that. I've been telling you that for years. We had a whole section one time in one of our publications, Bring the Children Home. Nobody listened to it. Nobody paid it any attention. I've been telling you this for years. My children have never stepped foot in the public school system. I I would feel less than a parent to do that to them. And I'm saying to your face, you don't love your children. When I'm going out there to shoot somebody and and get my child, no, your child should not be in there. Now you can go and and, and try to save somebody else's child, but your child should be home. And mommy, you should be home with them. And I'll tell you to your faces, daddy and mommy, you do not love those children, putting those children in hellhole schools. And, and, and it's, they're surrounded by hell. Homose- you know what? There's a shortage in teach. All of the good teachers have left. Now, you know what you got left? And, and, and this is what the, some, some of the government officials want. A bunch of blue-haired, purple-haired, pink-haired homosexuals trying to make your child into a homosexual. And if you're that busy, <clears throat> you won't pull your child out of a classroom with a pink, blue, and yellow hair woman or man or transvestite who's going to molest your children and bind your child's breasts up, girl's breasts up, and make her into a boy? Yeah, it shouldn't take a bullet. That's bullet enough right there. I'll tell you to your face. You don't love that child. You just want your freedom Because they're trying to make these teachers sign uh a d e i form diversity equity inclusion those words sound good don't they and see if you're ignorant and you're not saved and you don't know what's going on those, uh, those words, especially the inclusion word, is not a good word. <coughs> okay? It's not a good word. Because they're talking about including demonic monsters, homo- homosexuals, lesbians, queers, transvestites, in a few days in a church, they're going to have a reading and it's not going to be a Bible reading from uh, a, 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 a drag queen. Now, you know, God does not want your child sitting before a drag queen. That sounds like a cuss word. That sounds nasty. That sounds like it came just from hell, straight from hell. A drag queen. And, and That's what they're doing. They're destroying the minds of your children while they're young They're putting these demonic monsters in front of your children and reading books to them They have an agenda and they're working it And they're gonna have a drag queen at your school and There's gonna be several churches in your neighborhood who, are, who have already had drag queens They've taken the Bible out of the school, I believe the school is. That's in Texas, right down the street, right down the highway from me. At least they're not that close to me, and I'm thankful. They, so that, that when they when that school is destroyed, I won't I won't be a part. I won't be near there. It, it wasn't me, and it won't be me. In the words of Shaggy, I, I don't I'm not, I'm not like that. But and I think it's called the Keller Advanced Learning School. And I call it now the Keller Dumb School. Y'all are so dumb you're going to take the Bible out at the beginning of everything. That's dumb. Or to be mental acts. Mental acts combined with appropriate external actions. Glory be to God now. I I can tell you what God is looking for right now. He's not looking. He's not looking for confessions Because we're good confessors God is looking for repentance and real change Fruits of repentance and see some people don't understand that I Told my wife and I've told my wife this for over the past 34 years when I recognize that uh, she was not saved uh, and the reason why she won't get saved is because of her pride and she doesn't want to repent of stealing my cashews and stealing my chocolate crisps and other things instead of asking it's not because she wants it that bad she its not stealing it because she needs it or she's hungry. She steals like all other people steal and for the reasons they steal. They love the feeling of evil. But I told her, and I, I reminded her recently, I told her about this for years, that the mark of a Christian is not perfection, but it is if you love me keep my commandments kind of a thing and how that you need to you need to change you need to have fruits of repentance with and that's with God helping you not not some forced mechanical perfunctory fleshly thing that you can't continue you could do it for maybe a few hours Maybe an hour in your case, but it's not sustained. And the reason why it's not sustained is because it's not being done by Jesus. It's not being done by the Holy Ghost. But that change is what God is looking for. When you have the interesting, powerful ability that comes from God to pause a minute and think about whether or not you should do this evil. And you say no to it. Now we're getting somewhere. And if you do that consistently by the grace of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit of God, that is the evidence of your salvation and then God will begin to trust you. You have trusted in him. The reason why God does not bless some people like in my wife's case is because he can't trust you. How do you know that, preacher? Because God had to chastise me and break me and mold me down after I got saved. So that he could trust me to be blessed. God does not mind blessing you, and God is full of blessings and favor. But he wants to see that you love him back, and that's your choice. To the point that you're not going to do things that displease him. And if you do, you are quick to admit it, confess it, and to uh, repent of it. So God wants not only remembrance, but he wants you to do what he told you to do. Now, I want you to understand this, people. You sweet evangelicals, Baptists, Bible folk, I love you all. because we are all in the same circles okay but what God wants right now is not talk he wants you to choose with his help to change and say no I'm not going to do that again like for example pornography I saw in a Christian magazine a big old ad today. Are you sick and tired of being trapped by? Pornography, there's no such thing as being trapped by pornography or any other sin people that's sweet evangelical lying uh, hypocritical pharisaical uh, uh, talk It's made up in an ivory tower somewhere That is right with a theologian who knows better Looking at pornography himself, and he does not know how to get free, so he's looking for all of these other things and try to tell people how to get free, you know programs and accountability partners and somebody always looking at your screen and uh, your wife. Uh, who just got through looking at pornography on her computer, she's supposed to come and watch on watch yours and make sure you're not doing what you're supposed to do. And even though she's over there whoring around on, on her computer, uh, she's the one who gets to, uh, to tell everybody about you looking at pornography. And it's such a destructive thing in our marriage. It's so painful. It's not, all that is foolishness, people. There's no such thing as being trapped in anything. It's, it's trapped in your will, and that you want to do it, God would rather for you to just say, "I would, ra- I, I want to do this. I want to look at this pornography. I'm not going to blame you. I'm not going to blame uh, the computer. I'm not going to blame anybody else. I'm evil. My heart is wicked, and I want to do this." Now, if you're truly born again, it may take you a little bit. It may take you a minute or more. But Jesus Christ on the inside of you, here's what I know. He's not going to be looking at the pornography with you. So something's going to have to give. Now if you're saved, you're going to repent of it. And he'll help you. You don't need a program. You need the Holy Ghost. The greatest program of all times. See, that's what you need. You need salvation in the Holy Ghost. Uh, look, look, looking at pornography is not a trap. It's not an addiction. That's all sweet evangelical mumbo jumbo, uh, goobly gook stuff that they done made up, because they like to make up problems that uh, that, that we as humans are, are supposed to solve. When when that's not Christianity, Jesus solves all of that. So he wants, yes, God wants you and Jesus wants you to stop looking at pornography because it leads to what Jesus Christ talked about, lusting at a woman in your heart. And it's a very, very dumb thing to do because you can't have the woman on the screen. And they do all kinds of tricks to make you think they're doing certain things and they're not. What you need to do is get married. If you're not married, stop masturbating. And at looking at a, a video screen, and get a real woman, sir, and do your thing, okay? Because uh, you're not going, you're not going anywhere fast. In the words of Dr. Charles McKinney, you're spinning your wheels, huh? You're spinning your wheels for real, okay? God does not just want remembrance. And confession he wants real repentance he wants you to make a solid godly decision to do the right thing to leave Sylvia alone no more Sylvia even if you have to move from uh, Jackson Mississippi if Sylvia is there you may have to move no more Bo Peep women that crazy man you just crazy about who makes you uh do belly laughs while you eat some hot dogs and some french fries you just love it as a old woman women used to say down in alabama you just love it that man <clears throat> because he's so crazy you love that crazy man no more bo peep no more Sylvia God wants that all done with and if you listen to me if you're a child of God and you really want it to end but you're struggling with it ending God will end it you may not like how he ends it but he'll end it and he has many many tools many many ways to do it so do not get God started now let let me tell all of you people right now before you go to bed I know some of you are already in bed that's good It's good to get in bed this early. Uh, But let me help you. God wants you to end it. Whatever it is. For many of you are caught up in relationships you should not be caught up in. and You know it. And God wants you to end it. He wants you to say no to it. Now if you are not going to do it. Fast. God will step in. If you're his child. And he'll end it. And you're going to feel the pain of it. Maybe the embarrassment of it. Okay. I mean because God is still stepping. He's exposing people every day. In the plague. With plagues. All over the place. The threat of being blown to smithereens. God is still stepping and cleaning up his church. And if you don't do it. Because God is God is not God does not like to expose his children, but if you don't hurry up and take uh, Advantage of the space to repent that God gives every child of God That God even gives the lost people If you don't hurry up and judge yourself especially those of you look at me real good who know better you were raised in a Christian home. You read the Bible every day with your father. And you prayed with your father. Y'all sung the hymns together. You know better. You better, you better not even do it. I double dog dare you to do it. You're going to pay the price for it real quick. Unlike somebody who was not raised that way. God will give them more space to repent. But those of you who know better, you better do better. And let go of Bo Peep and let go of Sylvia. Let go of your lesbian partner. Let go of your homosexual partner. I don't care how it makes you feel. Because if you don't let go of it, God will take care of it. He will. And you're not going to like it the way he does it. He'll shut the whole thing down. And and make it impossible for you to do something. He'll make things not work. Properly. Like your penis. And your vagina. He'll just shut it down. Preacher, you ought not to say, why not? You're looking at a penis right now. You're looking at a vagina right now. You got Bo Peep in the bed right now. You got Sylvia in the bed right now. Don't be shh me. You need sh- yourself, because you know what Bo people's gonna do. If he sees you watching me, and, and and I tell you to pray, and you start praying, he's gonna touch you, because he's the devil. You like that devil, but you don't want him messing with you while you're trying to get your heart right and praying, and you 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 slapping his hand, slapping his hand off you while while you're trying to pray. d him You hear the preacher? Well, you, he's going to say, well, you need to hear the preacher because I'm still in the bed with you. Let it go. And and some of y'all are committing these sins in the plague. Have you seen some of the pictures of the monkeypox? Hello. Might be too late for you. What time is it? Let me see. Have you seen some of the awful pictures of the monkeypox? Let me tell you something. And I, I told... I told women this, young women this, the other night in an article. Let me tell you something. Go and look up the awful, stomach-turning pictures of the monkeypox. Where one man shows the awful, listen, some of you have seen bad acne. This right here is way worse than that. and, And it'll make you want to throw up. One man showed the progression Homosexual man another man a homosexual man Showed how that the monkey pox is causing his nose to rot off From what I understand They are the monkey pox is causing penises to rot off Look at me real good Preacher you ought not to say things like that. You ought not to do things like that. How about that right there? See it's time out for all that foolishness now people all oh, this n- nice little delicate, sweet little talk and euphemisms and all of that. Oh, no, it's just too late for that. Too late for that. Too late, for that, man. Oh, it's too late. People getting ready to drop off uh, into hell by the billions. Too late, man. Don't tell me that. Get Bo Peep out your bed. That's what Jesus wants you to do. See. And see when 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 a woman makes up her mind to get rid of Bo Peep. No matter how good he's been to her, she'll get up, put her clothes on and start gathering things and be told, no, you got to go. You got to go. You got to go. I don't want to hear it. You got to go. Get up out of here. That's what you need to do. Clean house. Don't, don't tell your teenagers to clean house unless you clean the house. Let's see? Actions, actions, actions. There was a preacher in Atlanta. I used to like, we would disagree on things, but I, I used a Pentecostal preacher. But he had the anointing on him though. And I, it had a little shoe box of a building he was meeting in. I mean, a little old place. Every now and then I just stopped by there when I was in town, because he was fired up and ready to go. And, uh, and I liked the name of his Ministry uh, because it had the word action in it Meaning that we as Christians need to uh, Be we ought to be obedient to God and do what God has told us to do In other words Recalling and obeying let's say that a few times tonight Recalling and obeying. Recalling and obeying. Remembering and obeying. See, that's what God wants now for sure. He's wanted that for years from us. But right now, as he's stepping, he wants us to remember and obey. Remember and obey. Remember and obey. Or to see acts of reciting or repeating something verbally to get it into the soul and into the spirit in light of Malachi's insistence on obedience meaning B seems to be the force of this command obedience that's where God is people that's where Jesus is if you love me Obey me, keep my commandments. Recall it to mind and do it. Remember what I said and do it. Repeat it in your mind and do it. That's what God wants right now. You want to be blessed? You do what God has commanded you to do. And stop doing the things uh, that you should not be doing. The reference to my servant Moses not only speaks of Moses's faithfulness but also reminds the reader uh, reminds uh, everybody that the Lord Almighty is the same God who powerfully displayed his judgments and his salvation at the time of the Exodus and he is the living God who gave the Ten Commandments To the people at Horeb. He graciously accepted Moses' role as prophetic mediator in the giving of the entire law. The people in Malachi's time needed a renewed fear of God. And that's what we need today. I just got to be mentioning that to you. People don't fear God. People don't respect God. They don't fear God in the sense that, that he, they don't know how um, they don't fear God in the sense that they don't understand the power he has. That if you disobey him, that he has to hurt you. Not in a bad way, but in a good way, of course. But there are many ways, many, many thousands of ways that God can. Chastise you The old Saints found out about this and they said don't get God started on you And they said the wheels of God grind slow, but they grind show See the old Saints they they don't talk with you too much like they used to Because they know you're not going to listen but true, Father Time will catch up with you. They know; they already know it. Their parents like me. I don't. I don't worry about my children because I raised them right for the glory of God, and I know that I know for a fact that God will deal with you. Because God dealt with me when I was young, and God does not play, listen to me very carefully. Nobody hear me well. Nobody can keep you in line like God. So my faith is in God. I don't worry about my children. I don't fret about my children. They know the word of God. They've heard me preach thousands of times. If they want to go against what God has said. They know what's going to happen to them. Because I preached on that a lot. they would be very foolish. to, To disobey God. And follow devils at the church. At their church. And follow devils in our family. I don't care if it's their grandmother on my side or the grandmother on my wife's side. I don't care who the devil is. It will behoove them not to follow them because they're the ones who are going to get messed up. Because, see, these older heads who have never been saved, God's not going to mess with them too much. <clears throat> unless he uh, Unless he feels like they're hurting them, God's going to deal with them. I have no fear of successful contradiction. Because I know God uh, can get you if he wants you, uh, if if he wants to. He can chastise you and deal with you in ways that you never thought of. They needed to repent and be faithful to God's covenant such repentance would cause them to benefit from rather than suffer in the coming day of the lord my dear friends let's pray holy father god we pray in the name of the lord jesus christ and lord i praise you and i thank you so much for allowing me the privilege to read that song earlier in the service I praise you Lord and I thank you for the privilege to pray to you once again I praise you Lord and thank you for the reading of your holy word (coughs) and Lord I praise you and I thank you for the teaching and preaching of your holy word and the preaching of the gospel and Lord now we pray for a few people who are still hurting from the coronavirus plague. As someone mentioned the other day, 3,000 people die a week still in America from the coronavirus plague. People who have the shots and boosted are still getting sick by this plague, including the president and his wife and the vice president. So, in the bubble, if they're in a bubble that That uh, is supposed to be so secure, and they still get it. Lord, uh, anybody can get it still, even with shots and uh, boosters. And so, Holy Father God, we pray that you would comfort these families uh, who are still suffering. We pray for the millions, but we pray for a few by name as we have done in all of these eight hundred and twenty-two services thank you Lord for my daughter Daniqua being faithful uh, in producing this list families and people all over the world and we pray for a few by name we pray for the family and friends of Ohio resident Della Amos for the family and friends of Basildon, United Kingdom, Resident Martin Edward Ailet. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of New Mexico, Resident Fred Vascio. We pray for the family and friends of Virginia, Resident Bertha Elvira Beltran. And we pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Albania, Resident Hermosa. Mozart Delejar as well And Lord we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel Over this pulpit we pray for now Ronald Jiang, Anthony and Timothy we commit all of these souls into your hands Let your will be done in their lives and in ours in Jesus Christ's name. We pray and forsake Amen. Dear friends, as the music plays, Old Hymns of the Faith, God bless you. Lord willing, I'll see you tomorrow night.